Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love and success in your life today. Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a show full of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. And now here is your host, Nicola Beer, who specializes in a proven 10-step program to help couples increase the love, passion and happiness in their marriage in 30 days or less, guaranteed. Hi and welcome, this is Nicola Beer and I have a very special guest with me today, Phil Bedford. Hi Phil. Hey Nicola, how's it going? Good. What we're going to be talking to you about today is how to have a thriving marriage and a thriving business. Phil has an amazing social life and business life, which is why I really wanted to have him talk to us today. Phil's been married for 10 years, and I'll explain a little bit about him outside of his business, and then I'll invite you, Phil, to just say a few words about what you're, you're doing now. But I can tell you that Phil loves to be involved in lots of different business activities and social activities. He is known in Dubai as being the best, if not one of the best, salsa instructors and a regular host of salsa parties. He has a passion for food and loves to to cook with his wife, Michelle, and host dinner parties. And he's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs to grow their business and has reached people even further through his apps. So Phil, why don't you share a little bit about what you focus on? Um, They call me the Rebel Networker, and I primarily work with entrepreneurs who are in their first seven years of business. And Most entrepreneurs have the same journey. They start a business because they want to spend more time with the family. They want a better quality life. They want more money. However, the journey itself is quite exactly the opposite of that. Less time with the family, more stress, less money. Um, and so what we do at Ascentive is enable entrepreneurs to get the businesses they want, have time for their family, and get regular, consistent clients by leveraging relationships. Excellent. And having worked with so many entrepreneurs, does marriage affect the business? Uh, 100%. When I started my business, uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs, the the journey is not simple, as we've said, and you you often need money to start a business. Now, if you don't have a lot of money... You, you need some kind of support or recess. So for my personal journey, and in, particularly in the first year, uh, my wife bought in the, the staples. That allowed us to live, there was food. You know, while I was out there growing the business, she took care of all the necessities to live. Now, as the business grows, that can obviously change. But the support of your partner, if you don't have funds from an investor, is paramount. So from right from day one, your partner's involved in that. Yeah. And I know from the work that I've done, the emotional support is very, very important as well to have. Do you have any tips at all for business owners when they're starting out and for for people that are married to an entrepreneur, how to manage that that relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's an expectation, sometimes from both parties, that the minute you start a business, you're going to be 
wealthy, mm. you know. And I know here in the Middle East, there's definitely a challenge that, or an expectation that as soon as the husband's got their own business, or well, suddenly money's going to come flying through the door, and it's not a reality. And um, you'll often find that because let's say let's just say for the sake of this argument, it's, it's the jump, the guy who's out there working, and the lady's got her own job. Um, and of course, it's quite often the other way around. It's the lady and not the guy. But if one of them's out there working and they're, they're putting in extra time, extra stress, extra hours, uh, the phone's already all going off, what was a lovely relationship can suddenly become a bit strained because the partner can start to feel that they're not important anymore, that something else is more important. And as this continues to go, of course, the stress is there, followed by guilt on both sides. And there's been a number of studies that have shown one of the main reasons that a business fails is actually the pressure of the relationship and the guilt of the relationship on that business. Wow. So, so if um, I know in some of your um, some of your tips and uh, podcasts and blogs, you, you actually mentioned that you know one of the key things up front is to to make sure that you both realise this isn't going to be easy sailing. That it's yeah. going to be tough. There will be time away from each other. And to, to actually really keep each other informed as to what's happening in the day, what the challenges are. So you, in effect, your, your partner is a partner in the business, even if they're not in there financially. Yeah. Whereas in reality, they are because they're supporting you. Yeah. So communication, I think. Yes, absolutely. It's about communicating what the expectations are, painting a clear, honest picture of what life is going to be like how much you're going to be involved in the business, how much money you're going to have, how much holiday you're going to take, how much time can you spend with the family. All of those factors are really important to sit down and outline clearly. Um, Unfortunately, you tend to find that people don't do that when they start their own business. They tend to just get excited in the hype and say, you know, we're going to have this much money and this is going to be great and I'm so happy and I'm going to be the happiest person ever. And they don't really paint the picture clearly. So I think that is a really key thing to to do. Now, one of the things, Phil, as I mentioned, you've got lots of interesting activities. You do kiteboarding, kite surfing and food and salsa. So do you think that it's important to have different activities and different things to do outside of your business? One of the things that I noticed that when I'm working with couples is the the business owner tends to have only the business and the wife or the husband tends to find that conversation is pretty boring because all that person is doing is talking about their work and there's not much else to, to share and to talk about and I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Okay so I'm going to speak from a personal okay. uh, perspective here. Uh, I'm not an expert but it's what works for me and that's actually to have fill time and right. couple time. Okay great. You know so I, go, I dance salsa, I've danced salsa for 26 years, I teach uh, and so for me the actual process of going teaching, it's hard to be thinking of anything else when I'm teaching and then actually dancing myself so even if I don't feel like going out I have to go out. And that time, the physical exercise, the taking myself out of the environment, the having to do something else where I switch off is perfect. So I've got me time there. I cycle, me time. And then there has to be the time when my wife and I do things together. So we also cycle together on different occasions. Um, A bit slower, I have to say. (laughs) But we cycle together. uh, And we love to cook together and entertain together. So I think it's very, very important to have you time and couple time. 
Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Do you have any other tips at all that you think people could benefit from when trying to have a thriving business and relationship at the same time? One of the key elements I would say, again, is, and, and of course your partner plays a key element, a key part of this, and they can be positive or negative in this, but is actually to surround yourself with positive people. Okay. Now, if you're surrounded by super positive people who are you, with a can-do attitude, people who want to help, people who are connected and they have the right kind of resources to help you grow your business, things are so much easier because people either lift you up or pull you back. There's no middle ground. And so as an entrepreneur, things are tough enough already. So the, the, the positive people is your partner, your friends, your family, your business contacts. You know, find positive people and hang around them. And if people are energy vampires, stop hanging around them. That's really great advice. And what do you do if your spouse is negative? Probably come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is really key to protect yourself from negativity in your relationship. If you're married to someone that is constantly grumpy, constantly moody, constantly negative, then you need to protect yourself and help your partner to get out of it. But the first key is really protecting yourself so that you don't go down to that negative level, you don't get feel sad, aggressive, uh, moody as well because then you're not going to be able to help them get out of it and it's certainly not going to help you. So a few tips that I give to spouses that are married to someone who is very negative I would say that don't use your negative emotions to connect. So don't go and try and connect to them and be down with them to, to show empathy. Um, you do need to show empathy, but you can do it from a higher point, from a positive vibration level by saying, yeah, you're probably right and sorry to hear you feel that way and helping them like that, but not letting you go. Whereas if you say, yeah, it's really bad and yeah, it's depressing. And if you get down on that level, it's very, really difficult. The second thing is to accept that it's not your responsibility. You cannot control their mood. It's not up to you to save them from their negativity. You can do your best, you can try and support them, but at the end of the day, they control their own emotions. They control their own states. They decide whether they're going to be negative or positive. And so you really have to then focus on what is in your power. The next thing is really letting go or judging that you think you know better. If someone feels judged in a relationship, if they feel that they're being put down for a bit, for having the views that they have, that can also cause a lot of friction. So be careful not to judge them and to just to give them love. When they're in that mood, give them love. Because if you react to it, if you're negative towards it, it's not going to, again, create any positive um, vibes as well as don't give your power away stop reacting sometimes you know we know from children we do things to get a reaction and in our romantic relationships sometimes as well we can fall into the trap often unknowingly that we're doing things because we want a reaction and often I know in my own relationships I used to go and sulk and hoping that by sulking I would get what I wanted or I'd get some attention and really that's passive-aggressive behaviour. It's not very effective in a relationship and you need to be able to address and express and explain what you really need from your relationship. So again, uh, making sure that you're not overreacting 
or the way looking at the way you're reacting to their negative behavior are you giving them something and are you giving your power away by doing that lastly it's just not to accept blame i've worked with hundreds of couples and often when negativity comes up they're they're taking on the blame they're they're blaming themselves and that's a huge burden to carry when you already have to focus on your own life so i'd say focusing on yourself focusing on what you need giving to yourself is really important looking after yourself first and then helping them in any way you can giving them love giving them care even though they're negative can sometimes really help bring them out of it watching what they're gaining from the way that you are reacting currently and uh, just just assessing that so, so what I'm hearing there from what you're saying is, is it possible that you know one of you starts going negative, the other one starts, is it sort of blaming and then it starts like a downward spiral? How, how do you actually stay more positive? How stay more st- positive by making sure that you're doing things in your life to keep yourself positive. So mm-hmm. are you taking care of your health, your body, your mind? Are you giving yourself rest and time? Mm-hmm. And also to not get stressed by things that you cannot control. So many people get really angry or I wish my partner was doing this, I wish you were doing that. But you're wasting a lot of energy there because you cannot control what they think, what they say, what they do. So you have to try and influence it with the power that you have and then the rest, let it go. You, know, you can be positive, you can control that. You can control what you do in your life, you can control how you treat yourself. But if you're f- focusing your time and energy on what they're doing and how bad it is or how bad this is, then you're just wasting your, your valuable energy and that energy needs to be on you and, and things that you can control. Sounds to me like you're leading the relationship with the carrot rather than the stick. Yes, definitely. Um, because even if someone does do what that you want them to by demanding, it's not sustainable and that's when people say, well, the cha- he changed or she changed and it only lasted a few weeks because it didn't come from them. Change that last has to come from you. That's it. There's um, there's a, a little saying. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I don't know if it's true, but they, I've heard in the past that people marry you because of who you are, and then spend their life trying to change the person. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, and uh, in a Western culture, people saying that a, a woman gets married hoping to change her man, <laughs> and a man gets married hoping his woman will stay the same. Um, but I think, really, it's about, again, these expectations. We all have an image of a dream of what we think married life is going to be like or what we think our future is going to be like as a partner or as a mother, what, what, what a father should do, what a mother should do. And then when people don't change in some aspects or, or do change um, and they're not meeting our ideals of what we think people should be doing in these different roles, then that's when frustration builds. And the problem is, is that people don't communicate these. If they said before, I expect you to be like this, or this is how I see a mother, this is how I see a husband's role, then we wouldn't have these issues. But people don't, they just think that they're in that pink cloud. So again, just like we mentioned at the beginning with the business, it's setting those expectations. Mm -hmm. Whose responsibility do you see for the children? Whose responsibility do you see for the kitchen? I had one couple the other day saying... You own the kitchen, now you're the wife. And she said, well, we've been sharing cooking for the whole time we've been dating before we got married, like five years, we've been taking it in turn. But now we're married, I own the kitchen. And he thought it was a privilege for her. 
He said, you know, this is your thing. It's You can do what you want with it. You can buy what you want. It's your area of the house. Mm. And she was like, I don't want it to be my area of the house. But <laughs> only in the session did we get to that point before they'd had like nine months of this constant not sharing what their expectations were, but just constant frustration and anger. And so that's why I think you know, we really do need to communicate not just what we're thinking, but what our dreams are. Because in order to have a great relationship, it's about the alignment mm. of dreams. Yeah, you know, something I learned from my father, and um, he came from, uh, I said, the generation where the lady was in the kitchen, the guy went out to work. And I remember going home, and my dad cooks for my mum. And I said, oh, that's interesting. He says, well, she's working, I've got spare time. And I've noticed how that's moved into my relationship. You know, there was never a... Uh, I mean, I basically, I get up at 5.30 and I make my wife's breakfast, I make her lunch, uh, you know, she comes in, the coffee's there, we've got her sister staying at the moment, so I make her breakfast as well. So that's kind of something I've run into. Um, and I think it's, in, in a partnership, you shouldn't need to be asked. You should be looking at your partner and seeing if they've got challenges, seeing if, you know, they're not, maybe they're coming home late or they're stressed, and doing what you can to try and just take some of that pressure off them. So for me, that's the breakfast thing. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's the that's really the key to a, a really healthy relationship. It's just giving. Giving without expectations. Giving more than you expect to receive. And giving, doing thoughtful things like that that they, they really need. It's not these expensive handbags or whatever that people need. It's those day-to-day, that's that day-to-day love, that day-to-day support. And showing that you care through taking action. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a great book actually called The Five Love Languages. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. yeah I can see you've read it. Yeah, yeah. And that's just exactly what you say, isn't it? Mm. You know, a lot of guys think it's about buying the diamond ring or the handbag. And really, that you know, some people just want to be, you know, loved. known that they're appreciated, loved, mm. or the words, or, mm. you know, just uh, give them a hug when they walk in the door. Or, mm. you know, there's so many little things. Uh, and I know guys, we tend to think big. You know, yeah. the, 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 the value of the, of the gift is worth the same. Whereas for ladies, it's lots and lots of little tiny things. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. I think we should never stop learning. Talking about touch, I think that's really, really important. And I think with social media, with the way that our technology has grown over the mm. years, there's less physical touch. People might have hundreds of friends on the internet, but yet who can they give a hug to when they're feeling down? Who gives them shoulder to cry on? And in a relationship, you need to continue that touch. And when affection stops... That's when the relationship starts to get into trouble because we we're humans. We need we need that interaction. So that's a great mm. point you mentioned there. Mm. Well, it's great having you on the show. I think that's all we've got time for. Do you have any last tips? Put you on the spot here that you can give uh, based on your own marriage or you know, helping hundreds of people grow their business. I think my biggest it would be learn from everybody. Okay. You know, never look down on anybody because you can learn from everybody whether it's the guy opening the door is the security guard, the guy sweeping the street. You know, everyone's got something to teach us. And if we look around and take the best of everyone, we only get better ourselves. That's brilliant. I love that. If you're an entrepreneur looking to create a successful business that still allows you to spend time with your loved ones and doing the things you love, then Phil really wants to help you. He does training on this. He does coaching on this. He does speaking events. And you can get in touch with Phil at www.therebelnetworker.com. So it's therebelnetworker.com and the link will be associated with this podcast. Thank you, Phil. Pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Nick. 
Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free Save My Marriage consultation, please visit www.savemymarriageprogram.com forward slash consult. And if you've enjoyed this episode, Nicola would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on whatever app you're listening through so the show stays visible, allowing more people to get the support they need to increase their love, passion and happiness. Thank you for listening to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer. If you have enjoyed the program, please leave a rating and review on iTunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need. If you want more great free resources, such as secrets to a happier relationship, moving on fast after divorce, or tips on parenting through divorce, be sure to visit www.purepeacecoaching.com today.